0: All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Albert Tai, who is the co-founder of HyperCare. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing really, really well. It's one of those days where I talk to, you know, many, many, many founders and I'm just like loving it. These are my favorite days of the week. And right now we're talking to you and we're talking, you know, you're the founder of HyperCare. So for people that haven't heard of what, of HyperCare, they're not sure what you're working on. Can you kind of share what is HyperCare and what are you working on?
1: Yeah, so it's a little insane what happens in healthcare. It's very archaic at the moment, but pagers and fax machines are the de facto standard of communication for providers. So as you can probably imagine, pager, you know, the joke is there used to be drug dealers and doctors using pagers, and now it's just doctors. And so uh, you know, pagers is one directional, it's not technology I've even seen until I started this company. Um, and you have to call this person back once you get that callback number. And obviously, as healthcare, um it's you know, it's a little bit chaotic, it's crazy, people are dying all the time. And the technology doesn't cut it, you know, when like you know, a team of clinicians have to take care of patients. Um, back in the days, it was like, you know, one superhero doctor that does end. Now it's not. It's a team of multidisciplinary uh, clinicians. So, um, yeah, basically, HyperCare is a, a care coordination platform uh, where like essentially like WhatsApp for clinicians that allows clinicians to discuss cases with one another, uh, send pictures of wounds, for example, and then even figure out who's on call, which typically is a very arduous journey. You call, pick up a phone, you call the call center at the hospital, ask them who's on call in general surgery, and they're the ones who page on your behalf. Um, and now we can do it with one tap. Uh, no middleman needed and can directly start communication. Yeah.
0: And for like the, the user experience of this, is this, have you built like a device or is this all in like the iPhone or in just software? I guess what's the the user experience for, for someone that would be using, you know, this product?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we're a team-based platform. So when you think about clinicians, people work at different um, areas, like, most of the physicians, other than radiologists, are typically on the fly. They are walking around, they're t- going to the patient's room, leaving the patient room. So we built a mobile app for them. So iPhone, Android. You know, we can't just build an iPhone because you know, <laughs> even though most of healthcare uses iPhones, it's still fragmentation. And then we have web platform for the radiologists, for example, and for nurses. Like nurses and allied health workers are typically by the computer. Something called computer on wheels, for example. Um, so they have access to computers, and they don't like particularly using their phone for everything for work. And so we built that for them and you can log into both platforms, you can log into five platforms if you wanted to, everything works seamlessly and all in real time.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like an extremely, extremely useful product and a kind of company, which kind of brings me to my next question. And, you know, why did you decide to start this? What's the origin of the story for HyperCare and, you know, how did you get started?
1: Yeah, the origin story isn't as cool. You know, it wasn't like it was a problem that I, um, I was facing that to solve or it wasn't like you know, a personal one where my parents went through it and I realized how bad it was. It was just the fact that I had a course project in my master's and it was healthcare-themed and we had three doctors and mentors. And they were talking about how a lot of them are using WhatsApp and um, pagers and the archaicness of it. And then when I started shadowing, that's when like, it really resonated with me. When I shadowed, before I went to healthcare – Um, And before I went to hospital, I thought it was going to be like this beautiful place where technology was optimized because any part of technology can be squeezed for like improving patient outcome. And what I've seen was like a whole new world where there's paper and pen everywhere, there's pagers, which I've never seen before in my life, fax machines, you know, people trying to find patient binders, like doctors who are like scrambling to find patient binders rather than taking care of patients. And that's when it really, really hit me. And, uh, you know, I shadow for 30 hours straight sometimes through my call shifts, I realized these were like very hardworking clinicians, very burnt out, and they still have to struggle with technology. And that's where it re- really resonated. And that's why I uh, started the company.
0: Yeah, that's um, sometimes it's all it takes. Like, I-, I can actually um, em- you know, empathize and understand when you kind of start exploring a space and it- you start going down the rabbit hole, and you're like, oh, wow, like there's, <laughs> there- there's really something here. Um, so I totally get that. I'm curious for you, what does a day-to-day look like for, for you? You mentioned before we started recording, you have a couple of co-founders. So obviously, there's like split of responsibility. So what is a day in the life for, for you um, as you're working on HyperCare?
1: Yeah, so when I first started the company, I didn't know exactly what like a CEO did. And um, and now I kind of realize more and more what a CEO does. And even when like you become a leader in a company, what are you supposed to do? You sell essentially. You sell to investors why they should invest in your company. You sell to employees why to take a lower paycheck and rather work for like Microsoft and Google, work for your company for a lower paycheck. And you sell to them why they should be working such long hours. Um, you sell to advisors why they should spend valuable time for free, like et cetera, et cetera. So you're just selling essentially. And so, you know, in different aspects of a company, you're trying to essentially get resources for a company to ensure its survival. So in early stages, you might be trying to sell the idea that this should be meaningful and you're trying to figure out exactly if there's a problem at hand and figure out exactly what the product should look like. And you know, as a company is more mature, in our com- company now, we have thousands of clinicians using our product. When we had to a um, you know, stage like you know, just like six months ago, we sold to investors um, why this company should be investable. And we raised about $1.5 million. Um, and now we're selling to additional customers, why they should invest uh, and then buy HyperCare basically. So we now have 60 healthcare organizations using us. Um, and then occasionally you have to do things that you don't particularly like. So for example, last night, I stayed up all night um, to d- just ensure we, um, we do all the due diligence work for something called SOC 2, where accounting firm audits your security. Um, and it's, it's very onerous, usually large companies go through it, but since we're in healthcare, it's one of the things that we can mitigate people's concerns um, that is part of the sales cycle. So like chief information security officer has to be okay with their security and having to talk to makes that easier. So, you know, I do things that people don't particularly like um, and you do whatever it takes to make sure there's resources and companies moving forward. And, you know, hiring is also one of them. It depends on like, how the co-founders want to structure it. it. Depends how much resources you have, but you should actually do whatever possible to make sure the company moves forward.
0: That's a great answer. Um, that's, uh, I like that kind of, it comes down to, uh, kind of like selling and it comes down to doing the things that have to be done, whether or not you want to do them, because it's kind of comes that comes down to you yeah. as, as the CEO. Um, cool. Well, if you were to kind of look out, you know, five, 10 years for, for, for this company, what does hypercare look like? Or I guess, in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in every day?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting to see how being growing in terms of like the vision has become bigger. So when we first started, We were like, we we were trying to solve this communication problem just for in general internal medicine. And then we started shadowing general surgery and realized, oh, okay, cool. That also applies to it. But it was very acute care. It was hospital-based. But now we're in um, um, tens of organizations that are completely different. We have like in mental health, nursing homes, hospitals. We're even like in family provider offices. We're connecting multiple different organizations together. So if you think about like, you know, uh, communication problems, um, family docs need to talk to a specialist when they, you know, their patient goes to hospital and when the patient leaves the hospital too. And so the real vision here is really connecting everyone together, regardless of uh, where they work out in what healthcare setting, as long as you're provided, as long as you're part of that circle of care, you're part of hypercare as well. And you can communicate much more seamlessly, much more effective. You know, it's really cool when we connect organizations together that are not previously easy to connect. So like family docs used to have to like call in all these, uh, phone, like archaic phone trees to get a page back and all that stuff. And oftentimes they get ignored because they're family docs. And now they can just one text away, text the specialists. And so it's really cool to see that. And now it's really facilitating more information that's important for these providers and making more integrated. So if you think about Slack, it's well integrated into a lot of IT systems uh, for startups. We're doing the same thing in healthcare. So integrating into electronic healthcare records is a big one for us. Uh, making it smarter. So escalating. So if something, someone is dying right now and you're trying to reach, let's say the general surgery uh, trainee and they're not available, it should automatically escalate up the chain until you get someone to respond to that care. And unfortunately, healthcare is very, very archaic in that way, where oftentimes you're actually calling back to the call center. You're like, this trainee is not here, My patient's dying. Can you page the attending physician? And so that should all be automatic. And so uh, it's really exciting to see that um, where that's going. Um, And to give give you kind of an example, during COVID, we're able to launch something with the hospital where we actually alerted the physician when the patient has COVID and is rapidly deteriorating. And so the um, um, physician can respond quickly to that patient rather than, you know, wait by like when the vitals are uh, triggered. So it's really exciting to see that uh, going, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You're you're doing incredible work, and, and then to kind of make the vision happen and to to keep it rolling, you'll need, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question yeah. for you is, how can the forward thinking founders community help with what you're doing here? Are you you know hiring? Are you looking for more investors? Are you looking for customers or partners? How can the community assist? Well, I believe the best um, best thing that people should
1: do all the time before asking for like a favor is trying to ask ask how it can help. And I, I think, um, I would like ask as a favor to the um, community to, um, to think about healthcare as a place to innovate. There's a lot of downsides, like, you know, there's high, there's a lot of regulation. Um, and it's a slow, a little bit slow to adopt compared to other industries, but there's so much problems and, you know, with COVID going on, you can, we all understand how much clinicians are heroes. Obviously, you know, retail is also heroes to, uh, serving us groceries and everything, risking their lives. But, you know, clinicians. A lot of clinicians have perished during COVID, and I think it's really a good time for I think innovators to think about healthcare as a place to innovate. And obviously, if you guys have any customers, hospitals you guys have connected to, feel free to shoot me a message. But I'm happy to help anyone who's like trying to navigate healthcare because I think it's really empowering to be able to help healthcare community um, innovate much more effectively and work much more effectively too.
0: And then if someone does want to reach out, you know, or has something in mind, you know, how can they find you online? You know, what's your, what's your website? Can they find you on social media or via email? How can someone get in touch?
1: Yeah. So, um, albertahyperkid.com. You can definitely reach out to me. Um, I'm a tap away. And you can also uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. No
1: worries, man. Happy, to ha- uh, happy to be here. Oh, by the way, you cut off just for a bit when you said
0: um, when you are like how do you find myself? I think you muted yourself too early. Um, it, I it might have been a connect. Um, we can I can re ask the question if you want. I didn't mute myself, but it might have been a, con- a connection on my end. Do you want me to re ask it? Um, or
1: re sure, ask it. let be safe. I guess. Yeah. Sure.
0: Cool. No sweat. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just uh, splice it after. Cool. So it was the last question. How can someone get in touch? That's cool. And, you know, if someone's really interested in what you're doing, they want to get in touch, they want to find you online. How can someone find you? Are you, do you have a, you know, a website? Can they find you on social media? Can they email you? How can someone get in touch?
1: Yeah, they can shoot me an email at albertahabricade.com. And also feel free to add me on LinkedIn as well. Um, but I'll, I'll probably be very responsive for anyone who's like trying to innovate in healthcare and try to navigate this complexity around this and solve other people's problems. So happy to help. Cool. Thanks well, th- for having me. Yeah, th- thanks
0: for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. <laughs>